0: Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Leaping forward and backward in all times. I want to get on the microphone and spit mile rhyme because I'm in the mood for hip hop. You see, it's for the. Hold on. Uh, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me is my homeboy, my partner in rhyme, my main doodle stain. His name is Black Adam Willis. Yes,
1: sir, yes, sir. How you doing, Pat? You looking well, but yeah, yeah I hear you coming down with a little bit of a cold. That's no good, my friend. I'm sorry uh, to hear.
0: Your boys, man, your boy is just a, just I'm just a man. You know, I'm susceptible <laughs> to germs and you sure? infection <laughs> influenza like everybody else, and I think I may have caught the con crud even though I didn't go to the con. Uh, well Yeah, we just had anime Boston and I. Without being in attendance, still manage you to keep, catch something. From you me. rip something off of somebody somehow, yeah. Yeah, no, dude. Right? Like third degree of separation from friends, man. Well, I was gonna,
1: Cats. I was gonna bring you in a beer. I was sitting here enjoying one myself, but they didn't have any cider. I know you got some issues, but oh, uh, I'm good. sorry. Next time i will make sure I, uh, I stop at a better uh, spot, especially if I know you're not feeling well. I
0: appreciate that, Because the best Thank thing man.
1: I can do for you when you're not feeling well is dehydrate you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it is good to see you, my friend. Uh, happy Monday to you! And of course, we're not alone I in got the got house. We got no, we, uh,
2: not- we got Dirty D hanging. Now. How you doing, my friend? You alright? How you doing, brothers? Good to see you guys. Good to see you, my friend. In the house. Keep that influenza in the corner, bro. <laughs> man, like, it's, it's airborne
0: now, baby. It's just yeah. coughing
2: on my neck now. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: like. Uh, Wait, hold on a second now. You have, you have kids, man. Those are the walk-in germ factories. How you gonna come down with me with a
2: little sniffle? My son has the benefit get... of having my genetic genes. I literally catch like one cold a year. Yeah. yeah.
0: You say that, but you, know, you drink yourself. Now nah, you are gonna walk away with crusty shirt sleeves by tomorrow. Daddy, no, right? what's this? Yeah. That's a coffee filter full of taco meat. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I right, also gotta thank the man <laughs> keeping us sounding amazing crisp clear and delicious his name is dj mikey mike hello hello hey. yeah, all right and we have a we have an action-packed fun filled actually no nah, man no we don't no, dude. We this don't. Week, no we don't
1: man and this is a we've had this running theme and i want to say it's a running joke but it's not funny mm-mm, mm-mm. uh where Definitely we've have uh, uh, since 2016 started we seem to start every show or end every show with uh well someone here's died someone here's died and not just like uh and a couple people you should say a few nice words about. It's like uh, some really big people in terms of, you know, their influence on uh, modern pop culture in yeah, it. dude, and, and it's
0: like, these are childhood like, heroes that are just like, being picked off one by sure. one. Sure,
1: so at the beginning of the <sighs> week, I know we uh, we lost Fife Dog of A Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. and then later mm-hmm. in the week we, of course, lost uh comedian, Larry Gary. Sanders. Yeah, Larry Sanders and Gary Shanley in the same day. Isn't I that know, weird? Right? <laughs> Ridiculous. Somehow and so they pulled these, tandem switch. Yeah, these people <laughs> have really nothing in common with each other other than that the body of work they left behind is incredibly mm-hmm. influential and if you want to start by talking with With Fife Dog, I mean uh, hip hip hop. When I started listening to it, was mostly uh, a lot of like gangster rap and and things, and I listened to like Nas early, uh, like ninety six, you know. Because really
0: you, you, you strike me as more of like a snow informer kind of thing. Oh, does this your guy? You know they gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be serious, and you're just, trying to punk uh, me right now in the air? That's All
1: the, right, it's yeah. the influenza. But, yeah, yeah he's, just, he's obviously seeing some. And so, uh, kind of one of the, like, the bridge into getting into, like, more hip hop was A Tribe Called Quest. And I remember I had uh, People's Instinctive Travels and Paths of Rhythm. And yeah. then I was watching the Medina <sighs> yeah. Apple Bum music video. And. And and of, and of course I related to Fife because he was just like this short guy, you know what I mean? That was holding his own, and it was and and he was it, like it, the it, regular
0: figure in hip hop when yeah. we had like Big Daddy Kane, who was like a big, you know, larger than life figure. When yeah. He had KRS-One, who was like the champion of the peoples, right? And stuff. And you just had like Tribe Called Quest, which was just these weird guys. Yeah, just these that, weird dudes. It, was, you, you know. And
1: I got into like you know De La Soul, like Brand Nubian, later and, it's, mm-hmm. and
0: and all and, yeah, all, and on and on and yeah, and, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, native tongues, all that stuff. So it was, it was, it was big for me. Of course, I went to listen to the Low End Theory after that, and and that was one of my. It's still to this day one of my favorite, not just hip hop albums, I favorite think, albums. I think what people yeah, don't was realize too is like
2: this dude like was. Huge in his early twenties, like yeah. this dude was doing all this uh, earlier than that, man. These cats started—they started his teens. Yeah. And I think it was age fifteen. When they hit it big, with um, pe- uh, what, what was the um, one album that did it big? Was it Low in Theory or was it People's Instinct?
0: No, nah, before Low in Theory, um, People's Instinct, I believe, was coming off the EP. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely that. And, but and got- Fife was not a, a an actual. Me- oh well, first of all, hold on. If anyone doesn't know, we're talking about um Fife Dog. Uh, real name was um Malik. God ah, damn! I forget the my last my name is Malik, the five foot
1: freak. Yeah, Say yeah, we yeah. Together by the uh, end of the pioneering week, pioneering yeah. member from of the
0: Zulu uh, Nation yeah. <laughs> of uh, a tribe called Quest. Just one of the most legendary hip hop crews ever passed away this week at age forty five from yeah, still uh, complications. A, still to still diabetes. a young man, yeah, still a young 40, man. Forty yeah. oh, five, man, forty five. Yeah. Yo, that's thirty years from when he actually joined the group. At yeah, age fifteen, crazy. he was not even a member of a tribe called Quest. He was a feature. That was just that popular yeah. that you know they were like you know, you 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 with us now. You, I you always you thought Joroby
2: was the feature, like you know what I mean. He was like, like the no Joroby was just absentee <laughs> member. He was Joroby was that man, dude though. you
0: never saw. Joroby was like the funky phantom of uh, of, of a tribe called Quest. Yeah. All right, this dude was like he was like their Batman. Okay, it's like we think he exists, he might exist, does he exist? Yeah. Nah, he's a myth, right? And it's like and, and Fife was like, always nah, there. He was there. Yeah, I yeah. mean
1: I was actually fortunate enough to actually see a Tribe Called Quest. This was like two thousand and six. Oh, they they got man, back too. together and they were they played in Providence and it oh, was one man. of the one of the best nights of my life. It was nice. one of the best shows, you know, and they came out
2: and it you, was man. it was
1: yeah it was Fife and, and Q Tip standing there on stage and they they hugged each other and you're like oh everything is gonna be cool mm-hmm. and then they went into bugging out and that's one of my favorite verses in hip hop with one of the favorite bass lines in hip hop mm-hmm. and they start to show that way and I was like yeah it's gonna be a good <sighs> night and and it was and like I said it was one of the, one of those incredible nights where you're like watching your favorite group perform your favorite songs with oh, a yeah. bunch well, of your okay, favorite well, people. Well, what's, you know?
0: what's what's your favorite
1: song, man? What's my sorry. favorite oh, um, it's, geez wow um, there's a there's a lot. Um, can I kick it? Uh, I think Yo, jazz. You can. J- oh yeah, <laughs> like, I think jazz is my favorite. My favorite we song. You got the jazz. You yeah. got the jazz. You got the jazz.
0: You got the jazz. My shouts to Pete Ross. We got the jazz. We got the. My
2: yeah. the- oh, favorite album was um, Beats Rhymes Life, man. Beats Rhymes that was Life was serious. That, that was like I feel like that was them at their perfect conscious level of hip-hop. Like, that was my album. I liked that,
0: but there was a lot missing that I would eventually find out much later on, And lo- well, not much later on, but later on in my hip-hop career, which is still yeah. pretty early on, though, at that time, the Love Movement. Yeah. The Love Movement was a double album released by Tribe in 1998, supposedly the last Tribe album. Yeah, it was. And they had, it was a double CD, yeah. um, and the second CD was just all these cuts from their different albums that were never released remixes yep. uh, alternate versions Rarities. new songs. yeah exactly yeah. and it was beautiful stuff my favorite song on there golden in the winter <laughs> like, you're actually funky doing funky pretty song. well yes, yes. <laughs> my, my
2: terrible, man. how, but soon, I'm like, how <laughs> soon till we see the movie Oh, dude! I'm not even yeah. trying to be funny,
0: but I would love a tribe. Movie. You know what? That's the problem, man. Who are they gonna cast? Because I'm afraid they're gonna try to throw. They actually, you know what? No, Anthony and Mackie did a decent job as Tupac. Yeah, the, okay. the Biggie movie was garbage. His performance as Tupac was okay. Yeah, but that's the thing I, I think they'll try to do. They'll go for some sensationalist casting rather yep. than who fits the role and who can act it the best. You know, so yeah. we'll end up seeing. I was going to say Denzel. How old am I?
2: <laughs> <laughs> a young Denzel, yeah. I'm no, sure he's but,
0: ripe to... Dude, no, what I'm saying is they'll like whitewash uh, the role just to get uh, the hottest people in there. It'll be like yeah. A Tribe Called Quest, The Motion Picture, starring Andrew Garfield and Tobey McGuire. <laughs>
2: hey, Andrew Garfield, so that's cute, In blackface, <laughs> yeah.
0: Andrew Garfield. Johnny Q-tip. Depp is Alicia He. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the beat maker. not even well, laughing. No, I'm just, I'm just going off of... um, I'm, What do you call it? I'm just going off of the late latest casting uh uh catastrophes they've had sure. with zoe soldana as uh oh, yeah. simone yeah, yeah it ain't you zoe's know?
1: fault though yeah. but you're
0: right no i'm you're just waiting right. for the grace jones story starring teen, uh, tilda swinton <laughs> you know, they're gonna, they gonna do something like that <laughs> sure. but now a tribe Call quest yo speaking of movies though um a few years ago a few i think it was like 2009 maybe a little later uh michael rapaport
1: yeah did the beats rhyme in life doc? oh yeah. the documentary yeah it was great oh, it was gorgeous I've, had, I've actually only caught clips of it and actually one of my favorite is uh it was it was fife talking about his favorite short Knicks players oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah. he's got his basketball shorts on he's like kind of doing something with his hand not really paying attention to the camera and he's rattling off his favorite basketball player he's, he was a huge you know nixon's Knicks uh, Knicks and, mm-hmm. and, and and Knicks fan and he was, he was huge Nixon. You're right. and, yeah, he was. He was Nixon. He, he was Nixon. 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 <laughs> but it was it was just funny to see him
0: go into stuff like that. And it was you know he was he was healthy then. It was it was an interesting. interesting it was, movie. A big part of remember. that was um, that's when I first discovered. I first learned of his complications with yeah. with diabetes. I didn't mm-hmm. expect like you know just a couple of years later. Well, they drank a life. lot of
1: soda. Uh, soda, like the so they called him Doctor Pepper Man. Yo,
0: know, the Kool Aid. That's like a hard thing. Who'd think that would be something that could kill somebody? Yeah you know and he was just like that's like his one weakness i remember I mean, when he that was, that was like it, a,
2: a, a, yeah. a really poignant scene where you just he just like looked at the camera he's just like yo i'm addicted to sugar like i can't mm-hmm. i can't he stop is, drinking yeah. And stuff yeah eating it, ingesting it so man, that i almost raw. cried when i like i was at work came in i looked at my other boss who happens to be black mm-hmm. and he's definitely from the era and we always having great conversations i just looked at him i said yo five passed away he just looked at me like really dude I almost cried in the office with this guy. Yeah, man. Man. You know, yeah it happens, man. And it's, guy, man.
1: it's it's it is terrible, and it, it's it kind of makes you, you you go back and you start uh, listening to that music, and you're like, wow, this still holds up so well. Oh, my oh God. You yeah, you know what I mean. not just like what it did for
2: like uh, race-related. Yo, I've never yeah. met so many white people who my one puzzle piece connection to them is tribe like, yeah i, well, I remember the copying the whole collection that's why i was saying that's
1: kind of how i kind of got into a little because they were like approachable they were like these guys <laughs> yeah. but they were talking about really pro-black afrocentric stuff yeah. and i had no idea what they were talking about at the time you know what i mean but it got me curious because the music was so good and that was yeah. like it had to be that it couldn't just be like well this 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 and they wouldn't have got my interest but the music and the beats and and all that stuff and the jazz samples everything was so yeah. good and it just made it you want to learn more and it made it like so approachable and easy to, to kind of get after. Yeah. And so that's their, you know,
0: that's their legacy. I think well, that's one what of the things gave. I've come to do. I've come to, I mean, it's not a good thing, but like, this was important to me for a long time over the majority of my life. And. To the point where you sometimes gauge personal relationships over these things. Yeah, I broke up with true. we talked we talked about my catfish situation. Your boys <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> being a catfish Yeah, yeah. Pat, but we talked when we we, talk, we talked catfish. about that over um over like before the show. Well, I actually at one point actually broke up with the girl because she couldn't identify a tribe sample. <laughs> um, yeah. Not to be too shallow. I'm just, I'm just, but... I'm just well, okay, okay. No, here the situ- situation the was. <laughs> it's probably the best decision you no, made. No, the, the situation was they actually play, they uh, like played "Can I Kick It" as part of this commercial a few years ago, and they play the intro, and I'm just like, you recognize it? And we had had issues before, but I think it was just like when I realized, nah, this has to end. Yeah. is when they played that commercial with their It's like, just like, I'm, I'm there, just trying to keep the Sting face off, you know? And it's just like it comes doom. Doom, 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 doom. Like you recognize that? And she's like, "Yeah." And here's the thing that I guess should have been cool to anyone else except me because I'm an asshole. Is uh she actually knew like it was Joe Somebody, the original Lou Reed like, song. Lou Reed, thank you. Lou Reed, the original yeah. uh, Lou Reed, Reed song it came from, and she named outside. that. And I'm like, cool but they playing the tribe version <laughs> <laughs> so
1: just because you didn't nail the right version she got the, uh,
0: the, the sample she got but... the Lou Reed like I, like I said I'm not a nice guy like I said oh, yeah, it yeah, it that, 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 that should have been cool I was on your side for a minute but, it was, but you might have been too no, it, stiff, it, was, but... it, was that, it was that important to me like I said we had issues before this was the one thing that like this was the final nail in the coffin that last like straw broke the camel's back where I'm like you know what nah I see now Economia like before I was lying him. to myself
1: <laughs> you're never gonna get like, along this with this
2: girl you don't know what that is get out out of my house. <laughs> okay, Dave. Well, it, it was not like that. It wasn't that serious. At least it I wasn't.
1: Said. At least it wasn't the Marky Mark and the Funky
2: Bones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, it's not put my pressure on. It's good vibrations. Get up there. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like it's bye, like bye. I'm telling you, yo, he wasn't rocking Fruit of Looms. Those were Hanes, all right? <laughs> I think they were Calvin's brown. But... Yeah, get this condom off. We done. <laughs> all right. But so All right. But now, okay, no, speed. You know, say so you, know, you leave. I'll settle for Siemens furniture. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did right there. I took it back. To, I took it back to Fife. Took all right. So Fife. like, uh, look, we were talking about Fife dog. Passed All away right. at 45. Hip-hop yeah, pioneer, Rest man. Yeah. Rest in peace, brother.
1: So we're moving on to, to uh, another uh, tragic story, yeah, which we, we, we already mentioned. Of Childhood course. is Ki-
0: dying off one by one. Yeah,
1: and it's just like, I don't feel like, hey, you know, when I was a kid, this was really popular. These guys, like, inspired a, a generation of, what, hip-hop, you know, uh, and a generation Artist. of comedy. We're talking about Gary Shandling now, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. passed away recently uh, due to heart complications at the age of 66. And yeah, man. I didn't know his work so well. All I know is uh, the Larry Sanders show and a few of his movies, but oh my God, like Mm. if that's all he ever did was the Larry Sanders show, that would be enough to put like cement him as, as, as the dude in comedy. And, he, before that he had you know it's gary shandling show and they had this really great intro just that's gary shandling show now here comes the chorus <laughs> Bob and and then he he, he did uh, larry sanders and it was about uh this talk show host named larry sanders and then they would have this talk shows and then they would do the show and then like when they would go to commercial the camera would stay on and it was like this meta kind of satire of Having an actual talk show and yeah, what it goes was one on the backstage that, like,
0: broke the fourth wall. Yeah, he breaks the fourth wall. He tells you exactly.
1: Yeah, he tells you exactly what's going on. He's like, we got this one camera, and he's mm-hmm. like, we're gonna go do this. Like, this is all a crowd. He would, he would explain it to you, and then he would kind of do it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And they had some of the best moments with these celebrities. And I remember they had Jim Carrey on, and like Jim Carrey g- does <laughs> this really great bit where he sings for him, and he's like, oh, you you're, you're taking off the show, Larry, and then all of a sudden. They go to commercial, and then the camera kind of gets up, and he's like, "What are you gonna do now, Larry? What are you gonna do now? You're gonna do movies? I will crush you. I'm only on here for three reasons: money, it's your last show, and I have a movie coming out, Larry. What do you think you're gonna do?" And you guys are like, "Man, what the hell is your problem? like this?" And it was like that. And it was like what it m- might really be like to actually have your own show. It was like all the, the It's like if you think you watch like David Letterman, you're like, "Oh man, I really want to have a talk show." But then you watch Larry Sanders, like, "I don't want to have a talk show. I don't want to talk show at all." Like, it kind of explained it that way, and then. And he was just so funny. He's just, you know, known as one of the greatest writers... In comedy, yeah. him and Conan O'Brien, I know, have a, have a great story. Him and Conan O'Brien are one of the, the
0: two of the you know the greatest writers probably in, in comedy. So. they did a lot of behind the scenes work when we know them as a face and we know them as exactly. an actor. Yeah, but they also helped launch the careers of others with their writing behind. Uh, you got to think how good of a writer you have to be, especially being Gary Shell. Like when you start,
1: you write for George Carlin, and then you go to like writing for Sanford and Son. Yeah, and yeah. then you get offered
0: like the Tonight Show, but you turn it down to do your own thing. Yes, like that's this the thing. Guy So knew, no one ever knew his projects, man. He he was given these nothing jobs that yeah. went nowhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 it's well, it's the fun. thing. These, uh, when he did Larry Sanders and stuff, this was the, the very early days of HBO. Yeah. And so, like, if that was on... Now, when we say things are be- ahead of their time, like, this was truly ahead of its time because, like, if this show was on HBO now, mm-hmm. like, the ratings would be th- nah, through the it roof. It'd be, I think it would be crushed, I don't think so.
0: I think it came around just at the right time. Like, I was... I'll bit my tongue. Mm-hmm. I was... Fuck. Uh, <sighs> Hey, it just got- I was lucky because um, no, they re-released uh, this stuff once Comedy Central started taking off, yeah. and I never had HBO. Well, I mean, I had HBO off and on occasionally, but it wasn't a regular thing in my house. We you were know, you go, grow- grow- yeah, yeah,
2: definitely had it on off and off. <laughs> you know, it's one of the
0: hard truths, man. You grow black and poor in America. You suffer. Uh, No um, HBO. You suffer no HBO. Oh, how I don't have HBO. What a world. I do, but that's like when when I did have HBO, (laughs) I did
2: watch the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, Yeah, I got to watch
0: it when they rebroadcast it. Well, they re-released it on Comedy Central because Mm -hmm. it had a good run there. They would show it on the regularly available cable channel. And that's how I was able to see, like, the work of Gary Shandling besides this one-off comedian who would occasionally be on, like, Premium Blend or something. Yeah, yeah. And I got to know the shows, and I'm like, "How have I been missing this? This is this is the kind of stuff that runs on HBO. I gotta check this yeah, out. Yeah, you gotta watch it." So when I convinced my folks to get a uh, to get like HBO for a month, I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna be exposed to all of this. What's on first? Okay, Arliss. What's this about? You know, so Arliss. <laughs> yeah, it didn't always work out for. Them, brother. I'm the
1: only one in the world that remembers that show and likes it. And that was
0: Robert Wall, yo. He was a uh, dude from Batman. He yeah. was a uh, uh, Knox, Alexander Knox. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he was artless though. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was also his, <laughs> yeah. he'll be remembered as, as But yeah, but the Gary Sand, uh, Gary Sandling, Gary <laughs> Shandling, um, also came from that world. You know, that was something that was denied to me. So seeing it on Comedy Central. You know, yeah. even years later, it was relevant. Oh, it yep. was real. Yeah, exactly. It held, it held up. up. It still so am. well.
1: The, the the quality. I mean, I have the Larry Sanders Show box set, and, and it's you the, have the, the box. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 cheap. I think you probably buy for right now for like the whole thing for like twenty bucks. That's so where they're like, they're like, like giving VHS? it away. Yeah. yeah, on 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 HD huh. DVD on LaserDisc. Yeah. So um, <laughs> no, I would buy LaserDisc. LaserDisc is so, crisp. Yeah. So I have I I have that, and it's this like indispensable thing I have, and I, I still watch you know pieces of it, and. I think one of the earliest, I uh, going to something else he did, he, he did a movie in like 2000, I think it was called, uh, What Planet Are You From? I don't know if you ever watched that, and it had like John Goodman no. in it, had Annette Benning, Greg Kinnear, and he plays this alien that comes to Earth, and his whole job is to find a mate and have sex and procreate. That's and sort of so it's like, like a
0: white version of Brother from Another Planet. Yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah, so he, he, huh. he lands here, and it's like this is directed by Mike Nichols, too, the great Mike Nichols, and... and it's it's one of these forgotten pieces of cinema, and I remember watching it a bunch, and like this is so ridiculous. But it's it's like this shouldn't work. But what makes it work is, of course, you know we got John Goodman, but you have Gary Shandling at this at this weird like, little alien character, and he's not this good-looking dude, you know, and he's not this strapping man, <laughs> so it's, like, his his quest to, like, find women is just so funny and, like, trying to figure out how they work and how, and he has this... Which is a, one long movie, has, this, he has this, pretty he, much
0: uh, an, an extended scene of uh, them uh, interviewing the girlfriends and coming to America.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of, yeah, but it's, like, yeah, and then also yeah. he's, like, in this, like, human suit, and he has this penis that
0: hums. And it's like woo whenever he, whenever
1: he gets hard it hums he's and he's like
0: humming Johnson yeah and Ben King <laughs> Ben it King- hums before it cut oh mm. never mind. So, nah, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> funny, right? So Ben Kingsley's like that. It's a that,
0: musical porno.
1: The Ben Kingsley's the head alien that like try. He's like, don't worry, I'll work on your penis ben right Kingsley. away. he's Like, stop saying that. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. This this had Ben Kingsley, John Goodman, Ray- Goodman. Sir Ben how, Kingsley. How, how, how did I miss? Yeah, how that's I miss what all all I'm saying. Everyone missed this
1: movie, and it, it's so funny. It's so weird, and it's like what makes it work is Gary Shandling, I think, and Damn. that says you know something about the comedian he is and. And like, also, think, even at you said around two thousand,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. In that day and age, he still starred with all those other people. Yeah, like he was still the focus. Yeah, he's the man. You know, so, so. That, that says a lot about his prestige. Whether or not like people knew him as like a list comedian actor, it's like the industry knew. Him. You know, like he got it. He yeah, got, he got absolutely. His. I think, yeah. I think that's the only people. Like I, a lot of people,
1: be like, hey man, you know, Gary Chandler. Like, ah, I don't really know. You know, and not he because mm. he wasn't a big. In front of the camera, guy. He was more a behind the scenes guy, but he is yeah. so revered in the comedy world that it, it, it is a big loss. and I guess
0: he was one of the true good guys in the uh, in the field as well. So well, I want to you know. close out with not just comedy though, because anyone who wasn't familiar with him, like even the younger generations you know anyone who's just not that as as big comedy nerds as we are um would know him f- uh for more recently from the Marvel Avengers movies yep yep yeah hail was, hydra yeah. <laughs> yeah you know he's the that first uh politician giving iron man stuff yeah and he's iron just iron so
1: like gross and, and, and again like he funny trends. He plays it well yeah Yeah. He that does whole like, scene
0: sh- out started this huge
1: hail <laughs> hydra trend that, that i mean <laughs> like, i still say every say it. everyone someone like there's like like a like, like, like it would be like a meme of someone getting close and be like it's, yeah, it's just
0: by the so way, slimy. Right, yeah, I'm start saying that to people just to see where they, you know, see where they, where their allegiances lie. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, so it's I'd up. lie with
1: Gary Shandling, and even if he was Hydra. I guess you would <laughs> lie with Gary really, just
2: for that. Wow, yeah. that, is, that is that is deep devotion. Yeah, I mean, he was across yeah. that. He was in Iron Man. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah no, all said, yeah. Iron Man of me, yeah. to the Avengers, the
0: Avengers. Um, Captain America, Captain America uh, two. I think I don't think he was in one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So either way, um, Gary Shandling, we will miss you. Adam will especially miss your humming penis. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing that was cool that I did okay, find yeah. out. Let me just run this down real quick because this this I didn't know. Because uh, he was friends with well he was friends with like several people in Hollywood, but a specific few um, including Richard Lewis, yep, uh, Kevin Nealon, Jed Like they would get together at his place. They play oh they just play back they just play ball Yeah. He to play basketball. I think like Bill Mar was the out there too. Like I know Bill Mar has his own basketball. No, court. Bill Mar just delivering pizzas. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, but all these cats and it's like what they did after they pa- found out he passed is they all got together at his house and played a game. And of yeah, ball. they just had a pickup That's game, dope, man. Just to you know say goodbye to their friend. One, la- you know, one. That's play how one you know time. you've
2: impacted people in your life when they do simple things like that. Like those mm-hmm. are the things that mm-hmm. you know you can do the biggest grandiose you know memorial to him, but simple things like that mm-hmm. that's poignant mm-hmm. in my life that's what i care like i don't care if nobody comes to my funeral yeah. go home drink a butt on me well i know i, there was- I, 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 care, I care a little bit i'm like yo my, well, people paid for this
0: well
1: there's yeah. also like the video going around of um because you know uh, they did uh freaks and geeks and there's a scene in freaks and geeks where like one of the characters i don't know his name comes home he was like had a hard day at school mm-hmm. and he kind of makes himself a grilled cheese sandwich he pours himself a glass of milk or something like that and he sits down and he puts on tv and all of a sudden, it's like a comedy special starring Gary Shandling. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, the kid starts having this, like, uncontrollable laughter, you know what I mean? The laughter, like a true, yeah, like, gut-busting type man. of laughing. And as mm-hmm. he's watching Gary Shandling perform stand-up, and it was, you know, it was going around. It was like, that's the best tribute you can give somebody. Like, that's that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... I thought it was, a, it was a nice thing to watch. I never watched the show, but I was like, yeah, it pretty much sums it up. You, you, know? watched so
0: Gary, you, said, you said you watched the Gary Shandling show. No, uh, Freaks and Geeks, says it was on. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, Freaks and Deupes. I got so many DVDs, I'm going to slide you, man. Shake right, yeah, your yeah. life. <laughs> all right, so Gary Shandling passed away at 66. Rest in peace, Mr. Sanders. Rest in peace. All right, so we got a little more news to run down um, before I jump into this comic review real quick. Uh, Because we have comic reviews and then we have Batman vs Superman to lay into. Because I know Mike has a lot to say about this stuff. He sure
1: does. We're gonna delve
0: in. Jumping up. But real quick, and Derek, I'm glad you're here, man. Because that's like a a legit. You ain't glad I'm here. (laughs) I'm sorry, Adam. I mean, I'm I'm saying you ain't glad I'm here. Well, you didn't bring me a cider, dog. I You sitting here drinking (laughs) my face.
1: Yeah, the the, the corner little convenience store with outdated beer (laughs) didn't have a cider. Outdated (laughs) beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, the can is naturally black. It's, it's all good. The, the, skunk, the skunkiness gives a character. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, no. I, I'm talking about Valve giving away the Steam Controller Geometry. Yeah. Yep. So now they're allowing people yet yeah, to make their own controllers. Um, the actual news story is uh, uh, Valve has given away the Steam Controller Geometry, allowing its users to build or modify their version of uh, their own version of the Steam Controller. Now, uh, through a post on its Steam community page. Valve has released the computer-aided design files for the Steam Controller, including e-drawings viewer files for compatibility with several different design tools. So it's not just like, I made this, but it works with one system, so the rest is hosed. It's like, no, we can actually make this universal.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and also uh, 3D printer files uh, for the Steam Controller itself. So now this is one thing that actually bothers me about this, because it's not just like we'll have a starter kit or you can buy the initial controller and modify it from there you can in some cases but to fully get the experience there you kind of have to have your own 3D printer yeah. and i know not a lot of people do you know I mean, we, how much
2: is one of those things cost
0: printers? actually you know what it's less than some of them are less than 1000 okay but yeah some of them are less than 1000 yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. so you yeah.
2: definitely don't want to buy the one that's less than 1000 yeah if, <laughs> if
0: i want my easy bake oven quality 3D printer then yeah <laughs> I, I can pay about a gbr right um, but now Valve designer Eric Johnson actually um, foreshadowed this. He uh, said back in October of uh, last year that the for purchase uh, seat control, the one that exists right now, um, wasn't meant to be the final version. So they always intended to release this information and have people make their own. But it also seems like kind of a cop out. It's like, yo, we got this cool thing is available. Awesome, sir. How do I get it? You make your own, and you pay it for the privilege. Blah! You know, it's like, come on. I man. think you just got to figure out what it's going to cost to make the complete. You know what I mean, I think so, and yeah. I do see. I know this is going to blow up big, and yeah. the, the, the hobbyists, especially, are going to be all over this sucker. Cause my- the sucker. Because
2: my, I think you know, you're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Coast Carwood at uh, the exhibit show. Hit oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my controller. <laughs> it's going to be all tacky. See what we did? Oh. We added a
1: fish tank to your controller because we yeah. heard you like to eat shrimp. Uh, yeah. we we like see. espresso, <laughs>
0: press
2: the A button.
0: <laughs> i like, yo, dog, I heard you like Cheetos, so we hooked it with a controller attached to a cheetah. <laughs> nah, my thing is, hobbyists are going to be all over this, and they're going to be just amazing anyone who tried to play with the regular Steam uh, factory issue Steam controller I think might be completely assed out they may be at such a huge disadvantage because people can modify their own controllers to have like I'm, I'm thinking of do you remember I'm going way back about to date myself again but um, the old, like, specialty controllers with, yeah, like, with turbo, turbo buttons, buttons and stuff, that used to be available for, like, Super s- Nintendo, flick- Genesis, Switch, all and
2: A just repeatedly hits itself, like, a million times. Yeah, you'd play <laughs> something like
0: a fighting game with a friend, and one has the regular controller, one has the uh, super the controller.
2: ergonomic-shaped controller.
0: Yeah, there was no... I mean, there were, first of all, they were more comfortable to hold, period, yeah. when, when Nintendo controllers, are like, you know, creating indentations. Like, you had to form a yeah, callus your, to play. your
1: thumb would be all... Yeah, have it just
0: makes for a better experience, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the regular players will be, will be at a disadvantage to those that 3D print their own modified controller for universal compatibility and ease of use. I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean that's a hell of a PC sentence games. too when you think about
1: it. Like, yeah, dude. You know how 2016, it's, are we? It's just it's
2: a, I just look at it as the next level of PC gaming for me. Like um, Steam is more of a PC oriented situation. So, yeah. um, for my son, I love it because you know what? It'll expose him to the environment. It'll mm-hmm. expose him to the industry and. You know, if he does, he really know how to use CAD files at age ten. Why not? Next thing you know, oh, he'll be making one hundred fifty thousand dollars but... a year and paying for my retirement. He, no, no, no. <laughs> you mean he'll be paying
0: for that three D printer you get him just to use yeah. this? Sucker.
2: But ah, um, uh, it's all sacrificial.
0: But look, look. Yeah. At the end of the day,
2: you're damn right. But I would I actually would. I actually was looking at a three D printer at one point. I just, I just think there's so many um things I can make out of that. But. Um, at the end of the day, new <laughs> ear. Oh, I, I, my mind gets really uber creative. Trust me, I come up with the weirdest crap on the planet. Sure. but um, I think it, it, it's you. If, if you've seen the original Steam <laughs> Control, though, it's kind of corny looking, bro. I, I, I think it's corny, but I just think the way the D pad is, um, uh, oriented. to you know, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, it just it doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a gamer, I need to hear buttons smashing. It depends. I, I'm I'm gonna look into it and I'm gonna explore it for myself because I'm actually interested in myself. Okay. So I'm and I will actually try and attempt to build my own stream controller. Right. Then I will let you see it. Oh, okay.
0: Then cool. We will have our own. We'll have our we'll own. You'll let him
2: see it, huh? Yeah, we'll have our own.
0: Uh, uh, can't focus see what's group under the hood. Review.
2: You can't see what's under the hood. I don't. Dude. Man, I, don't w- have I will its own not key and alarm system. Anymore. I will
0: not understand what's under the hood. Okay, I'm not, uh, he give me a button that says turbo, a button that says self destruct. But yeah, besides those, I'm,
2: you know, <laughs> don't uh, hit the red button. I'll
0: go across side. Why is this flashing thing all pointy? I just don't want it though.
2: to be like a trend, though. Like you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, you know. Build your own controller. It'll last about two years. Yeah. Well, this makes sense. I got
1: All the kids there. are hitting up all the new trends: 3D printing your own controllers
2: yeah.
0: and things. Well, like now it. we're in the age of open source so hardware. Weird. You know yeah, how awesome yeah. that is. You know, open source. Hardware. I know. I don't. They I just make made, my um, own.
2: Speaking of open source, like they just yeah. opened up the, the system for um,
0: Ghibli Studios. Well, I'm
2: just yeah, that that, that's that's that thing.
0: You now, if I was in animation, I'd be cool with that. Except that's like one to one, uh, one to one frame animation. You know, yeah. that doesn't always look good. It looks good with Ghibli movies because that's anime. Yeah, Anime has always worked on a very limited style of animation, mostly for efficiency. And then Ghibli yeah. was the first ones to do it. Okay. Um, to put it in perspective, what I'm trying to say, why that's bad. Think about Looney Tunes that you used to watch like growing up. Yeah, You know, fast animation, things happened, It was quick. It looked good, though. And then think about, do you remember the movie um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when all the, the cartoons classes. moved, especially Roger, when he'd talk to humans, yeah. and then he'd be just like you know standing on the side listening to people and things. So they'd have like the sway and stuff for him to look more mm-hmm. natural, but he always moved a certain way. Like it always looked like he was kind of underwater or something. That's one to one animation. Oh wow. So when you're dealing with anime, it looks good because they inherently skip frames because it. Well, one was cheaper to animate that way, um, but also like that became the trend. So you watch an episode of Speed Racer, uh, this dude nothing is moving on screen, but he has like a four minute conversation with just his mouth. He doesn't <laughs> blink, no looks to the side, just the mouse move. That was so that that was so they could produce more efficiently and save money. When you add the Studio Ghibli one to one style with that, um, which their uh, software inherently does, yeah. then yeah, it becomes hey, it's more fluid and looks more natural because it was already detrimented to begin with. So, any other style besides anime, I don't think it would work for. So, I'm skeptical, but then again, that's me, who's obviously got more experience in animation. Adam's looking at me like, What the hell is wrong with I you? I blacked out the last minute and, and a half of you speaking. I was like, yeah, what? thanks. <laughs> you're a good friend, buddy. Thank you.
1: Like raw materials?
0: You actually build something? It's
1: 2016? Why is anybody building their own anything? Well, anyways,
0: the Studio Ghibli software is available if you're interested in that kind of animation and you do animation uh, anime style animation go for it it might actually change your world change your life change everything if you play games on steam <coughs> this controller might be for you um go to the uh valve um steam valve community forums and just in one of the latest posts all the stuff is available right there free download, download yep. and load it up in your um in your 3d printer if you have one if you don't you know rob an old lady uh, to get, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Um, you don't endorse such but, things. Um, hey, now, that, that's anymore. Mike's influence. Okay, I didn't. I didn't say a <laughs> daggone thing. He's over there feeding me cue cards <laughs> yeah. in my head, Ooh, telling her. me to do things, <laughs> telling me what to burn. Picture cues. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but not nah, the Steam community. The Steam community. The Steam controller designs are available. Uh, dude, this is going to be amazing. If you if say so. A, if you say so. If you're a Steam cat. All right, so um, this one new, well, we, we can jump into that later. I have, oh man, I've gotten to check out Batman and the Ninja Turtles, Batman versus the Turtles, dude. Oh, which is it's the crossover. It excites Addams me
1: more. Than, it is actually. I'm not. It's yeah. not even a joke. Like um, I'm into anything. Turtles. Want to? Oh, Do you know there was a time when the Turtles cartoon, the, oh, the comic
0: books, and they made the dinosaurs extinct? They actually brought them <laughs> back. Yeah, in the latest cartoon series, um, now they're fighting the Triceratons,
1: mm. who yeah. blew up
0: Earth, or <laughs> rather siphoned Earth into a black hole or something. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Earth is gone. Turtles are in space now. Yeah, turtles in space. And they have these like these planets with
1: like little things over the the things, like big patches of green with like a bubble around them. Yeah, right? it's
0: it's weird, man. Yeah. Like they've gone way like off the deep end, and somehow I'm like, <laughs> like my How turtles are bringing back like that, a planet. You know? <laughs> yeah, but that's in the cartoon. Now we're talking about in the comic series. Um, Supposedly canon for their universe The Ninja Turtles have met Batman They are fighting uh, Batman Excuse me, they are fighting the Shredder and different members of Batman's rogues gallery, starting off with the Penguin. We just bullies, dude. He just he makes this dude his biznatch Batman does no the Shredder. Oh, the Shredder's oh, shredder shredder just does. like pushing around the Penguin like schoolyard bullies. Well, man. The Penguin's like got these up, like, stocky legs and this
1: physically, body. but the Penguin's wah, wah, wah. like a serious
0: mob boss yeah. slash former politician land mogul. His last name industrial Cobblepot His last name was Cobblepot. I will Cobblepot never okay, <laughs> of You, you want know, to scared of him, yo? Know, that's a name. That's a name that comes with like money and titles. This Cobblepot.
1: is my favorite Penguin. Line from Batman Returns and he's like like guess, fish might no Scented or unscented, and he's talking about lube because <laughs> he's trying to get with Catwoman. It's <laughs> just like I, I, I love.
0: 100%. I love how when you do that impression, even though it's oh, radio. Yeah, you got the you got the you got the, you got the penguin A flippers, up. flippers up. Flippers up, yeah. Oh man, A shiny flipper instead of five chubby digits. You know, the first thing you think about is the Danny DeVito performance, man, because uh, he actually nailed it. You don't did, think yeah. wah, 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 Burgess Meredith, as much as I love him, he'll, he'll always be Mickey. Okay, he'll uh, from Rocky. Yeah, yeah no one's really penguin. going penguin, Adam. Yeah, that or. It's not fair. There was time now from the Twilight Zone episode. (laughs) But okay, the synopsis of this Batman-Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover slash team-up is In Gotham City, a series of deadly raids leads Batman to believe he's up against a group of highly trained ninjas known as the Foot Clan. Somehow they've crossed over to another dimension and are determined to take advantage of the situation. With the possibility existing that they might never get home, the Turtles take up residence at Wayne Manor. Everyone's seat, yeah, right, yo. They're housing, we got a a room and board, (laughs) yeah. They're like chilling at night, yeah, like
1: Alfred's bringing them pizza and stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's awesome.
0: (laughs) Everyone seems to be adapting, except for Raphael, who still still can't understand why his friends all trust this bad person. (laughs) And the thing is, they paint it so well, like, I'm not crazy about the writing itself, but at the very least, it's written with care. Like, this is some things I have issued with the dialogue. It's very basic. It feels like this is somebody's, like, second or third job in comics. Yeah. It's written by James Tinian fourth. Pencils by Freddie Williams. And, the, the yo, the pencil's actually really good. The artwork in this is spot on. Uh, more Turtle style than Batman style. But it still just meshes really well. Okay. Like, this was uh, written and illustrated with care for the characters. These were done by fans. It's very obvious. You can tell. The problem is, fans doesn't necessarily equal the most talented and you know right for the project people. So mm-hmm. it's like conceptually, story-wise, plot-wise, it's right in line with what both universes would would you know how it would play out. Yeah. And it's very entertaining in that respect. In the actual interaction, Shredder is far too grandiose. Where I'm like, yo, I don't know how I don't even like the most heinous supervillains in bad Bond movies probably wouldn't give dialogue. As corny as this. You know, like, we're, we're, we're in, like, straight Scaramanga territory. You know, <laughs> this, this dude's coming plane. with, yeah, Wizard of Oz, <laughs> like, you know, the, the the Wicked Witch of the West type stuff. Yeah. Which can take you out of the story, but the interaction between Batman and some of the Turtles, like, when they first meet, you know, Splinter knows everything. Yeah. Why? Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's a just a just wise. Like he <laughs> observes, and then they break down. Like why? He's like, I observe you do this. We met this guy Bruce Wayne earlier. He also did this, and it's too coincidental that both of you would have the same mannerism in this respect. and disrespect. I'm just like, damn. Okay, that's on some old. Like that's the mentalist or, or monk or you know, like, monk, like yeah. legit. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub just like, yeah, I knew Batman it was in a long time. Tony Shalhoub <laughs> and Batman. Let me see that crossover. <laughs> <laughs> This pays attention to the individual personalities of the different turtles. I like that. It also pays attention to the fact that they acknowledge after the initial period of, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Are they crazy? Are they the ninjas I'm chasing? Or are they just other random ninjas? Because ninjas are just such a common occurrence in this day and age. Sure, yeah. 2016, you almost ran over three ninjas today just trying to get <laughs> in the building. So. I had an Uber driver was a ninja. The <laughs> <laughs> and then he sold my wallet. It was weird. <laughs> I didn't see him. Yeah, ran off in a <laughs> puff of smoke. I was like, we want to tip? He's like, yeah, don't tip the samurai. Uh, <laughs> but a decent read, despite my issues with the writing. The dialogue yeah. is the only thing that occasionally takes you out of it. And that's a minor gripe because the artwork is on point. The story is interesting. When's the last time you read a Ninja Turtle story that was enthralling? But the introduction to Batman, and make no mistake, it's more of a turtle story than a Batman story. A Batman story is going to have a lot of detective detective work. It's going to be dark. Yeah. It's going to be brooding and explanations. And it's going to get Gory for no reason. This is rife with jokes, left and right. It's Turtles. And Shredder is, for some reason, the most badass villain that ever has come across. Like, Batman's faced off against, like, Mr. Freeze, who was just the coldest dude ever. No pun intended. Okay, a little pun intended. Yeah, man. And, if you're allowed
1: to make one, I guess it'd be. It, yeah. yeah,
0: but, you know, like, the Joker, who's the worst killer ever, and things. And this is written, like... The Shredder is the ultimate. You can't imagine the things he's. It's, that's like no. He's it's a like dude. super hard. Not to Saki. I knew that yeah.
1: guy. He was just a punk that was jealous. Right? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> he was he's just
0: jealous. This dude with a surplus of kinsu knives. So he made he made himself a cosplay. Yeah. You know? but no, I, I would I would still recommend. Cass, check it out. It's an ongoing series right now. So they're still there's still pumping out issues. But it's Batman slash Teenage Mutant Turtles. No, this is the first few actually. Okay, cool. You want to know? No, um, hey, sorry, I'm going to exactly. go on a little side thing just because we're talking about the
1: turtles right yeah. quick. Like, I just rewatched the first Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. That movie is like really dark and like the way it's yeah. shot. It's like an old yeah. 70s Oh no, that was not a like, kids movie,
2: man? I remember that's, like the huge fuss about that movie. Right? Yeah, that's like the first thing that I was pissed off. Like that dude, was one actually of, a really great movie. And they're going this movie was it really g- it
1: was yeah. really good. I remember that was one of the first movie experiences I had when I was a kid. And like mm. you know they. They had that slow, like, shot when he's, like... Leonardo jumps, like, wow. It's like that like guitar riff that plays. And then it yeah. like, jumps
2: out. And I was like, wow. I think the sweet. part that got that's me was... You know, like, channeled uh, splinter in the woods, and they started crying.
1: And she, yeah, well, they the they Dude, do that, and they they, the they actually was... kill people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he drops off, yeah. a th- like, uh, throws him off a building. That guy's dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like a lot more in line
0: with the it. original comics, which weren't for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, the, mean, just cause yeah. they start turtles. They would not lose well, kids. Man, some of the early serious. turtles
1: uh, cartoons, uh, I mean, uh, comics oh, had yeah. guns. They had guns yeah. in there and stuff like that. They were killing people. You know, it was
0: it was it was that whole well, thing. Look at this way: we're tempered by the nineteen eighties and early nineties cartoon show. I'm sure, I Ninja, was a sucker for that Ninja, too. Ninja, that as was well, but, that okay. was years after; like they'd been around for a long time. Uh, at, you know, when they got by the time they got there, and that was all marketing. That was all to sell toys and stuff. Yeah, they sold the turtles sure. before then. Was an offshoot like the Eastman and Laird original Turtles? Was yeah, mm -hmm. some darker like it was an offshoot of Daredevil, one of the darkest books in the Marvel. Well, at the time, one of the darkest books in the Marvel universe. You know, they were meant to exist in that world, so people died left and right. There were conspiracies. There was actual like mafia and yakuza. The Hand was okay. The The Foot Clan was was a direct parody of the The Hand. Hand, You know, and the The Hand in the Marvel universe is one of the most vicious and bloodthirsty. Um, organizations. The Foot Clan was meant to be just as vicious and bloodthirsty but a parody of such because they're also facing off against turtles. You know, not a crazy guy, not a crazy blind guy with a stick. Yeah. Which also doesn't sound that serious and prestigious when you say it so out loud. So,
1: Daredevil Season 3 with the Ninja Turtles. This is probably <laughs> Dude, what we're, we're suggesting. That would actually be insane.
2: Yes. Adam up. Willis has made the call right there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, all right. That yeah. crossover comic was Hell yeah. actually awesome. Dude, Dude I, would I would rapture, I think,
0: actually. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> like, They're making a big deal of The Punisher now. Imagine the marketing campaign you know, for Daredevil so for, good. That show is so good right now. Daredevil's a oh, deal. Daredevil's oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. thing yeah. Not to, yeah. Well, um, I'm good. Well, no, I'm no, spoiler, no spoilers. spoilers. End, I though, just started we'll season go. two. No spoilers. Alright. Why are you right, always but, late, Pat? I'm yo, you know how much I, how much research I have to do for this show? I... Alright, what's the last time you watched Hustle? Okay. exactly <laughs> or Arliss again yeah. you, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I don't
0: know. laughs> you will
2: to kill me I all know yet. you're sick alright right. it's so hard not to picture James Avery's voice with Kevin Conroy like, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine him going at it there oh, was, one, was there the was one good
1: there. episode of <sighs> Arliss where his like sidekick buddy there was like Telling this dramatic story, how he played the best football game of his life while his brother was in the hospital dying. I'm like, mm. yeah, I was a little bit emotional. The other
0: show, this show was dumb. But... So they did a Brian Song episode. Yeah. The worst, sure. part, the worst part of that story is that you remember an episode of Arliss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now, let's get to the, neat, the meat of this, the nitty gritty. I recommend, first of all, I recommend the Ninja Turtles Batman crossover. Cool. You will not regret it, even if the dialogue is corny. How many issues
2: uh, have you read so far? Uh, four.
0: Okay. And it's just pacing is a good thing? Pacing, yeah, pacing is actually much better than expected. Good. Because I thought it'd get a little too kiddy or a little too grim. It's a good balance. Oh, good. Man, I'm going to stop and get it this week. Go for it. All right, now. Another Batman main event. Thing, bet, Batman, Batman did something else? versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Yep. Yeah. I got out to see this piece of crap this weekend. How about anyone else? I know. I, I mean, know. I... D
1: did. I got. I got in the red eye this morning, and so I haven't really slept. So I didn't go in and see it because I think. Oh, you have. Oh, so man. like, I thought like two and a half hours in a dark movie theater would just like
0: knock me right unconscious. All right, so, no, no, you would want to stay night. awake for every second. Henry Cavill, Ab for days. Ben Affleck, Ds and up representing yeah, from Boston. He's beefing up a little yep. bit, yeah. The movie Amy, made a
1: couple bucks me. this weekend too, right?
0: Amy Adams, the greatest thing, the stand-in for Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg because Michael Cera was busy. Diane Lane, Diane Lane, uh, Lane Lawrence man. Fishburne, because for no reason at all, you have a because you might as, as well, black, well have some white. jerk in the movie. Yeah, yeah what the? He- <sighs> so much. Jeremy Irons wasted talent. Holly Hunter is it bad that I kept thinking Heather Hunter? I'm like, yo, they got that 80s porn star. What? Only you would know the 80s porn stars running. Like you, know? you don't know. All right, man, 80s. I know yeah. Heather Hunter. <laughs> I- I- Adam. What's she I- doing I- in black this? Black Adam Willis, <laughs> no. the Puritan of the kingdom. <laughs> the Puritan. All right, Gal Gadot doing a. Terrible Diana Prince, but an amazing Wonder Woman. If mm-hmm. you can, you know, mm-hmm. balance that out. Kalen Mulvey, this dude I've seen play—he always plays the exact same guy. He's always some kind of Russian gangster yeah. or Ukrainian gangster mobster. He's got that face.
2: It's yeah. a scar. It's a scar.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's him. There's like one other dude. There's this Latin dude that has like a full, like full body tattoos, and in every movie he plays like the same guy. He's this Tactics. cocky Latin gangster. No. No, no, yeah, Hex, Hex, Hex is the thicker goo. Dude. This, this dude's really thin, like rail thin. Oh, I know he's what you're had, talking about. Yeah. If you've seen um, Death Race with uh, with Jason Statham, yeah. he's the guy that says, You can shoot me,
2: you can stab me, but you can't, but kill, you can't me. kill me. And Bang, then, and, he and, and, and then they him. killed him. Yeah. Right. from 187?
0: that good? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Him? You know what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah. He's oh, in wow. there. Oh, yeah. I don't you know. know he always, yeah, play the always plays the exact
0: same it. guy. Yeah, same thing with, uh, with Mulvey here. And he played the exact same guy in Batman vs. Superman. The synopsis of this sucker, before we really tear into it, is. It's been nearly two years since Superman's colossal battle with Zod devastated, and I mean, really tore it the F up, the city of Metropolis. The loss of life and collateral damage left many feeling angry and helpless, including crime fighting billionaire Bruce Wayne. Convinced that Superman is now a threat to humanity, Batman embarks on—oh, Batman, Reigno, If y'all didn't no. you know, just know, spoiler—he <laughs> gave away the secret. Ah, I'm sorry. Batman embarks on a personal vendetta to end his reign on Earth, Superman's reign on Earth, while the conniving Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg, launches his own crusade against the Man of Steel. Blah blah blah. They should just call it. Eisenberg ruins an otherwise good story. Yes man i agree 100%. what
2: happened here i agree 100 oh dude it's if pain, anyone
0: i
1: hear jesse uh this is from a, a few people i like to a read too and they said jesse eisenberg's performance is one of the worst i've ever seen in my yeah
0: life.
2: he's a good
1: actor why was he a cartoon in this i
2: don't think he
1: he didn't know what he, he did, was doing i don't think I don't. he
2: appreciated though i remember him saying something in an interview where he was like um you know he went to a con mm-hmm. and he was like being harassed by these people and he was like so flabbergasted by like how some of the fanboys will react like, "Oh, dude, you're going to be a crappy Lex," and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm just doing my Yo, job." Like, I would, I would think the same thing, thing, but I, them, I know understand
0: know. why they cast him after seeing the movie and listening to the dialogue. We all expected him to play Lex Luthor. Yes. He was Alexander Luthor.
2: Yeah, you could have got the guy from Smallville to do that then. Well, no, 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 no. Saying, well, no, right? for, for Lex
0: Luthor, yeah, Alexander yeah. Luthor is Luth is Lex is, is Lex Luthor's son.
2: It's the same they're- person, bro.
0: No, they're not. If you want to go into D.C. lore, Alexander Luthor was Lex Luthor's son. In the 90s, it was a different character. Oh, he was yeah, long-haired, yeah. The had long the red hair. That
2: came from um, the Second Crisis. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. There was two. But that goes Luthor, into the multiverse
2: and stuff, so that's a huge issue. A
0: little bit, yes. As I sat in the theater and realized, we all understood that this was going to be the story of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Batman versus so Superman in the old it, in the future. Though. That's, that, how that's definitely how they it. sold it. What this actually is, is a hodgepodge of several different Superman stories. Yeah. And primarily Superman stories... Some co-starring Batman, some not. The only thing that was a Batman story was the elements of the Dark Knight, yeah. which were actually kind of few and far between. The majority of this is dif- taken from different Superman ele- uh, stories, including uh, Funeral for a Friend, whatever happened in the Man of Tomorrow.
2: Even Gods uh, Among
0: Us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a touch, and I mean just a touch, and I think be, uh, mostly in like character names yeah. that shouldn't have been there, of Kingdom Come. Yeah, and, like yeah, Kingdom yeah. Come doesn't even take place anywhere near this timeline. Yeah. You know, but no, I understand like that. Okay, first of all, let me just come out and say it. this was not a good movie. But being <laughs> a well, but being a hardcore DC fan, I understand why, and it not, and it's not because it was badly written or produced or anything. It was I think actually badly written. I could probably surmise. No, it was Sounds overly, good. it was overly ambitious. Not here's the problem. Yeah, it, that's, it, that's it's just, like yeah, yeah. Imagine you're making soup, okay, and you're like, you know what? I'm making chicken soup. But, yo, I love squash soup, man. Tomato soup is the shit. And you know what? I also want to, dude, man, a gumbo is amazing and stuff. So I'm going to put all this in the same pot because all these soups are delicious. Like, yeah, cool. Not together. And this is that kind of story. It's like they had one storyline, which we were sold, The Dark Knight, which in itself is a good story. Has solid elements. uh, Has a set, like, you know, plot to play out. But then they also wanted to make this the precursor to a Justice League movie. Okay, how do we get Wonder Woman in here? How do we get Aquaman? How do we get The Flash in here? I know. I have an idea. So we'll touch on Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll touch on Final Crisis. We'll. T- I mean, dude. Yeah, they pulled them like
2: every possible arc you mm-hmm. can think of. Like major arc, I want to say.
0: Yeah. And here's the problem. It was done poorly. Like, all of those are good ideas, and all of those are good stories, but they don't all work together, and they've pretty much crowbarred in every single at- – well, not every single – a lot of different Superman stories, trying to make one huge grandiose story, including—and this isn't a spoiler—you saw it in the commercials—the death of Superman with uh, Doomsday. Now, you want to touch on General Zod, and then Doomsday in first introduction to Wonder Woman, uh, Dark Knight with the fight between Batman first and Superman. Introduction
2: to Wonder Woman, first introduction to Aquaman, Flash. Yeah. I mean, you go down the list. It, they crammed too much. For, this movie needed to be like three hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, easily. Which easily. would have never got me into the, see this thing. That's mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I would have sat there. For the I, 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 I would have. <laughs> just cause
0: I, I need. To, yeah, I really no. wanted. I really wanted to see DC just like knock it out the park with this sucker, man. Because Marvel's just been whooping, just kicking them up and down, up and down the schoolyard, kicking their asses day and night. Mm-hmm. And then this would have been DC's, like, no, sir. Oh, Excuse you know me. What? Time for retaliation. Boom well, let in let the solar plexus, that. and then they drop the ball so hard.
2: Why not make... They should have made it a two-parter. This? It should have been a two-part movie. I would be really upset if it was a two-parter. No, why not? Because at the end of the day, you're trying to <laughs> set up for the Justice League. You know, you yeah, bring people but, in, but you need to properly explain characters, their relations, and focus the story a little bit. Because like I said, okay, I was I'm, just like you in the theater. Mm-hmm. Wow, they pulled from that. Oh, well, wow, that happened. Yeah. I didn't expect them, the whole oh, Doomsday order. situation to occur. I didn't expect Dude. that. Here's a really, like, really? Left field out of nowhere like a mother.
1: Here's a question I have, though. Are we sure Zack Snyder's a good film director? And, you know and this is
0: coming from a guy who actually really likes
1: Watchmen.
2: Mm-hmm. Watchmen. I'm wh- not sure he's. Is. he's I'm
1: not sure Zack Snyder's a good filmmaker. Like he's, he, he, he does some good stuff, certain. but like it, in terms of like telling an actual coherent story, one mm-hmm. you're and in, 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 invested in, and and like the, with. All, everything that goes into it and all the pacing and just not something that looks good. Mm -hmm. Something that like tells an actually good story and tells it well. Well, I don't know if he needs to be
0: reined in. That's the thing. This is the thought. Okay, remember we had the Matrix talk Mm -hmm. as to why I believe the Matrix was good but the Matrix reloaded and revolutions were just crap. Yeah. Yeah, because you keep the talent in check, you get legitimate stories. You let them go hog wild and like every random idea they have is thrown in and it becomes it just gets silly right. same thing with Zack Snyder Zack Snyder does good work when you keep him in check I think this was the studio saying you know what no we have ultimate faith in you do whatever the hell you want mm. and then it went AWOL and not because he was trying yeah. to do a bad job not because he had bad ideas he had too many good ideas and no editor no one yeah. to say, you know what? This is a good idea. These are also these other forty-six ideas you have are also good, but maybe save them for something for a future projects. You know, right now just focus on this one. And here's here's what sucks. All his
2: successful movies were focused movies. Like yes, Three hundred they... was a focused story. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, uh, big story but very focused story. Yeah. Yes, you know and I mean, perfect so.
0: example of when it goes off the rails. Uh, sucker punch.
2: Yeah, sucker punch was. Crap. They just they just let him do whatever that the hell. Movie. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I I love the way it looks. Everything
0: yeah, else. Yeah, that's was what I'm terrible.
1: saying. It can look good. Oh my god, that I. Oh, I hated that movie so much.
0: Well, I was so mad when I watched. I was. Well, so upset. with Batman Superman, the my my personal favorite scene. Now, mind you, when they introduce Wonder Woman, it's also a perfect dichotomy because uh, all throughout this movie we get to watch Lois Lane, who characteristically should be a strong female. Yeah. You know, a positive representation of like of like women. Uh, you know, rising against the stereotype, Lois Lane was just damsel in distress all day in the sucker, which kind of was bringing me down. She wasn't. She kind of took
2: initiative in the movie.
0: No, she tried. That's the problem. She tried and she failed almost every time she did. Because she's a woman. And <laughs> that the crap out of me. <laughs> wow.
1: It was a wow. joke. It was
0: a curveball from the left. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions of Adam Willis do <laughs> not Um But no, it's like I'm like that's completely against type. That was bugging the crap out of me, and then I realized what they were doing. <clears throat> she was the yin. To Gal Godot's Yang. And Gal Godot, when she was introduced, was supposed to be the strong, confident female uh, representation here. Yeah. And then as she when she was Diana Prince, which I thought was kind of a shoddy performance, uh she was, yeah, they, they painted her in those roles. You know, her acting wasn't that great, but the character they wrote for her was just the the sure of herself strong focused woman. And I'm like, okay, so it's kind of crappy acting. And then I realized, no, Gal Godot actually did a good job, but yeah. she put her all, all her performance. Into the Wonder Woman part And when we first see her as Wonder Woman That's when the movie becomes the most Zack Snyder But that's also my favorite part of the movie Cause the theme kicks in And as Wonder Woman just comes in First of all
2: she saves Superman and Batman in one swoop swoop, And I'm just like what? I think the best scene of that whole movie is when uh, Lois Lane finally walked in and saw the side chick (laughs) 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 Yo that face Was priceless (laughs) It was and it was very brief. If you just didn't catch it, I caught it. And it no, was so the, only thing, so the only thing—the only thing up. that was
0: missing was somebody was somebody on the side being like, "World Ooh. Star."
2: Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. The okay, face no, that I, she gave Lois was classic. Yeah, like,
0: dude. Okay. Basically, what it comes down to, I feel we've harped on a little too much I'll about closet. what disappointed us and all the stuff. This movie, I can't recommend people check it out, and I'll tell you man why. Too. Ben Affleck, phenomenal job, except for one scene. The, the one scene, which I can't even fault him for, it was very obviously the writing, oh, yeah. is when um, he's talking to, uh, to Superman during their fight. And that's the problem. That's the only part that he talked to Superman, and everything else was no talking, no common sense, no nothing. And that pisses me off when you have a story, that a conflict, that can very obviously be resolved, obviously, with a single conversation. And no one has that conversation. A million opportunities are presented to have it. And you're just like, dude, just say this. Like literally right now. Anyone in their right mind would say this and they don't say that. That's when it gets unrealistic. That's when it gets silly. And that's when it bugs the crap out of me. This movie
2: did that. There was and- so much tent. Like they built that entire. They spent a whole hour building how tense this fight was going to be. And then that one scene, I don't want to even mm-hmm. spoil it. That one scene where. Yeah, he's not mad that, anymore. I'm like, what, he's not mad it anymore. It was so coincidentally <laughs> like, on,
0: dumb. Man. That's the
2: problem. The, I will say, the but, movie is setting up for something huge, and if you paid attention um, to certain scenes, I don't want to harp on it, but if you paid attention to certain scenes, you'll see what it's setting up for. Yeah, I just wish they could no, have made it a two parter No, it
0: tries too hard. You're right. If they did, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't want that. But I definitely see the need for it. And I definitely see how that would have been beneficial. What, ben Affleck did, did a great the movie, job. Right?
2: Huh? The Blu-ray? The Blu-ray comes out on the 16th of July this year, and apparently play- it's supposed to be rated R and inclusive yeah. of the deleted scenes. Yes, they've so already they released a deleted scene online now. Which
0: is more confusing than the actual
2: movie itself. Well, if you, But if uh-huh. they added that scene, that whole scene at the end would have made complete sense. Yeah. So, yeah it's, again, it's a, Snyder, your boy.
0: It's a judgment call. I will say, if there are any reasons to see this, Ben Affleck. Henry yes. Cavill, he was likable in Man of Steel, despite how you feel about that movie. He was not likable in this. Uh, Gal Gadot yeah. did a really mediocre Diana Prince but I loved her as Wonder Woman if you like Xena everyone's like Zena <laughs> should be the inspiration for Wonder Woman they paid attention to those notes they made it happen and her in the fight scene made that entire part of the movie the entire la- last uh, uh, third act of the movie yeah. was made by Gal Gadot yeah. and who saw that coming like yeah. especially when she was cast like no she's wrong for it when it's like with well, a crowbaring Wonder Woman in it, oh she's wrong for it her in that she made the the end of the movie for me. Yeah, That's all I can say about movie. that. Um, Amy Adams, not her best performance. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne wasted. Jeremy Irons wasted. I know, but I mean, Diane I, I Lane. I enjoyed him
2: as Alfred too. He was hilarious.
0: He was his Alfred was okay. If they actually no, gave him good. something to do besides play, you know, uh, a, a mech fighter or whatever he was actually doing. Batman's oh, no, no. yeah
2: Yeah, <laughs> getting ready to let it
0: go. All right. <laughs> well, I, either way, when it comes right down to it, Jesse Eisenberg was the ultimate weak link in this. I understand why the character they had him play, but how does he know everything? He has access to the ship, and suddenly he knows how to use Kryptonian technology. He got access to the uh, knowledge pool. They set up a lot of conveniences that they really didn't have to, um, and didn't make sense. It was very like '90s Marvel. And the sister thing. Oh my god, I'm so confused, <sighs> dude. So much weirdness. Either
2: way, I, 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 dude, I give this a thumbs down, Derek. Ah. Watch it. If you're a DC fan, you'll love it. It'll make sense on a certain level. Were you not listening to what I said? I know. <laughs> all right. Okay. I know, but I, I'm a DC fan. I'm a huge DC fan. I've yeah, been so so
0: am point. I. And I, uh, I'm i going to give him right. a shot. i have to agree to disagree on this one. All right. But this has been The Geek Down here on WEMF. I've been your host, Pat B. want to thank my main man, Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Black yes, the blackest of black.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's the first thing you say when you He's see He's more me. black than I am. Yeah. I don't know, right? <laughs> I want to thank Dirty D. Anytime, man. And I want to thank DJ Mikey Mike. Thanks for having me. I want to remind you all that The Geek Down was brought to you by CSJ Promotions. Check them out at, well, check them out on Facebook at CSJ Promotions. Just hit up the page, see what they got going on. Odds are, if you've been to any club or, you know, a concert or function here in the Boston area, it's probably been a CSJ promotion, and you want to get down with what CSJ's got going on next. Also, The Geeky Down is brought to you by Out of the Blue Gallery, right here in lovely Cambridge, Massachusetts, where it's always sunny. As a look outside, and it's just like a downpour outside. Um, but there are a 541 uh, Mass Ave, and they've got poetry readings. You can get some of the greatest like local art there. It's representations and presentations. And, dude, it's just always something awesome going down. Out, check them out at gallerycom And also check us out If you heard something on the show You want to follow up on a conversation You just want to tell us how wrong Adam is about everything Hit us up at geekdownradio At gmail.com Or check us out at geek-down.com For the latest on what we've got going on News, reviews, uh, convention reports All that good stuff All the good stuff for you And until then we'll catch you right here on WEMFradio.com Every Monday night, 9 p.m., same bad time, same bad channel. Until next week, when you hear our sweet dulcet tones again, I want to remind you all, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace out.